Thrilled to welcome you to another episode of Zach's Speakeasy, where you can step behind the bookcase, hear some inside stories, and all about drinks of choice. Now, your host, Zach Hilton. Hey, welcome to the Speakeasy. I am Zach, your host. Welcome to the show, this solo episode. Follow us on Instagram. Zach Speakeasy and on Untapped, where we rank beers and rate them and all that good stuff. And I have a feeling I'll do it with today's drink of choice because today's drink of choice was actually for Brooke. We were trying to see if Kroger was going to put it in the pick six. They never did. We had to buy it six pack. Uh, she had most of them, so it's obviously she uh, she likes it. But uh, today's drink of choice is, and I'm going to butcher this because this is what I do on this show. If you're a real fan of this show, it's Chalafley, Chalafly, Wintry Hazy IPA. It's a 6.0 Indian Pale Ale. Like I said, it's from Chalafly. That's what we normally call it. Hopefully that's what you call it. If I'm butchering your name, so sorry. But uh, it is a hazy IPA. The can's okay. Can's pretty simple. It's got this like tan orange cover all the way around. Uh, it's got some hops on it. You know, nothing, nothing that really makes it stand out, honestly. Uh, so if you're a fan of the brand, I mean, that's something for you, but that's about it. But uh, the hazy, it's got a nice gold color. It's very, uh, very full with the gold. It's tint. Uh, it starts very dark at the top and works kind of down a little lighter. Let's take a sip. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think, I think I would be a little more happy if it came in a pick six because I'd get two of them, perhaps even three, but buying all six, you know, for one person, maybe not so much, but being that I split it with Brooke, uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. This was this was in the fridge. Uh, so we got this, I'm going to say, a month and a half ago. And she's slowly taken one from each one. So I guess it's done its work. But I was going through a couple of choices in the fridge, saw this, and said, you know what? I haven't had it. Let's uh, Let's give it a go. And you know what? I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um... Pick six for me though, like I put one or two in there. I don't think I don't think uh, six pack is uh, the way I would have gone with this. Hold on, one more. Ah oh, man, what a wild couple of weeks! Because usually when we do these solo shows, like I'm just trying to fill it with the content, making sure we have enough content for it, uh, because that's what today's age is: content, 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 and the past couple of weeks have been full of content. Uh, so like last week I had Brooke on and we talked about Universal Studios, Mardi Gras, kind of review it, if you will, as a co-production of uh, Hunter's podcast as well. So this week there was some stuff that we didn't talk about, mostly because it was more of my trip. So... I'm going to basically just get into the trip aspect of it, not the Mardi Gras aspect. I 
went to Florida by myself. So I had to work uh, all week. I wasn't going to take vacation time like uh, Brooke did because I needed to, you know, save my time for later dates and stuff like that. Like we have HHN trips and stuff that I need to save for. So I couldn't, you know, just take this off. So I bought an afternoon flight uh, and then a return time. So really just the weekend. I'm just going for the weekend. And boy, oh boy, I don't think it was a bad move because I've done HHN trips. Like we did, um, what was it? Oh, and this one, oh my God, that one was a way worse one, which was when everything was going down with COVID and they didn't do HHN. At Halloween, they did a uh, one day, two day only Beetlejuice house thing on Halloween weekend and we drove down and did it that trip way way hard on the body do not suggest that for anybody but what I did this time so I took a 4 p.m. flight on Friday came back you know Sunday night not that bad not that bad of a deal but it was just a whirlwind and I told Brooke that like as much as I did enjoy the trip of like, you know, the Mardi Gras event and, you know, the the good times we've had with the kids and stuff like that, like it, it still didn't feel real in a way. But I digress. Fun times. But my trip, my trip was wild because I haven't flown on a plane by myself since I was like a 10 year old kid. When I went to my uh, former stepfather's family in Louisiana. So like during the summer or spring break or something like I flew down to Louisiana and hung out with his mom, which she was a cool cat. Uh, but it was really weird flying alone uh, The you know, the flight attendants took care of me. I had this thing around my neck that had my ticket and stuff like that. And they made sure I made uh, all, all the places like, you know. Not, no direct flights or anything like that. So whenever I got taken off, a flight attendant took me to another flight. That did, I don't know why I'm diving into this. Like, that's what happened this trip. This trip, I had a flight attendant. I had a thing around my neck, and they took me flight to flight. No. Um, it was just weird for me because I'm not usually traveling alone. I'm traveling with kids, and it's so hectic. I'm traveling with the family, like... It, it's really weird just depending on yourself to get somewhere because like there's this weirdness of calm and I'm not used to calm. So I get to the airport and, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm not checking my bag because my bag, the, like my book bag, the certain style we got is my bag. It has my clothes, my stuff and things like that. I don't need to pack heavy. And... When, you know, I checked in and stuff like that, like I, I have time to kill, but I was so upset because one of my main goals of getting to the airport was, uh, in Norfolk, there's this kitchen bar place, uh, at the common area. I don't know what you call it, where you would go to each gate and stuff like that. Well, they have like a bar there and serves food. I'm like, that's where I'm going to get lunch. And when I get there, I'm like, I get there a couple hours early. So if my flight's at four, I got there at two, I get to this bar and like, there's people in it. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And I walk up and there's this sign and the sign says we close at two, which kind of threw me off because I'm like, 
why do you close at two when, you know, this is a flight day for a lot of people? Like, I feel like this would be prime time go-go. So it kind of threw me off. Um, so I was upset I didn't get to grab a drink before getting onto the flight, or at least, haha. so I thought. So I'm going uh, down a gate that I'm not used to. Usually I go down gate B, gate A. This is where the American Airlines flights are, and I'm not used to it. And I've I've been on American Airlines before, and I, it's hit or miss for me with them. Um, but... There's a, there's a redeeming factor with American Airlines later on that I wasn't prepared for. Uh, but so I go through security check and stuff like that. And then I'm walking down this uh, corridor and I'm like, oh, my, is that a bar? And down the way, there is a bar in this gate that's called like the American heroes or something like that. Like it has two names because the bartender was wearing a shirt and it's legitimate as all get out. So I'm from Virginia. I live in Virginia. And so, you know, Virginia down here near Norfolk, it's a very Navy heavy place. So like this bar is very military driven look like it's Budweiser's American bar. Like it has all that, but the one end has a TV and to learn they play Top Gun on it like 24 seven. So like Top Gun was playing so much. So when I returned uh, from this trip, there was Top Gun playing on the TV. It blew my mind. I loved it. But yeah, so I got me, uh, got me my beer. I got my uh, over expensive beer and shot uh, because that's how they get you. They tell you, Oh, Hey, hey, hey if you uh, buy a beer and buy a shot, it's $3 off. Yeah, it's $3 off, like, $35 bill. That's how much you're getting off. Which, neither here or there. I loved it. Um, I had a good time there. There was a guy next to me just bragging on this bartender. I mean, like, he was he was really in love with this guy. He wanted to, like, take him to wherever he was going and be the bartender there because apparently he had a place to go. But it was a nice, it was a nice little plane, uh, pre-plane get on at this bar. Had some good uh, good beer because they didn't just sell Budweiser there. Because let me tell you, I am not going to drink a Budweiser. You cannot get me to drink it. I'm sorry. It's just my taste buds have evolved past that. So the fact that they had things local that I could get made me uh, so happy. Uh, so I got my drink. I went on my flight. And it's a American Airline flight. <sighs> so like... I think there were, yeah, this this flight only had two seats on each side. It's a smaller plane. It's an older plane. So, like, it is what it is. It said it had Wi-Fi. Bullsh. It did not have Wi-Fi. It lied to me because I didn't have Wi-Fi the entire time. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Then the next uh, place that I land, I want to say was Dallas and it, near D.C., and this place is jammed. Like, there are so many people there, but at my gate. And I haven't been to this airport before. And let me tell you, I'm Mr. Airport now. This is how I feel. Uh, like, I'm walking around. I, I act like I know this place. I own this place. And I just walk and I see my, where my gate number is. And right there, bing, bang, boom, a bar. And, like, this was a legit bar on this one. So, the, the American one that I was at before Budweiser town. It was just a nice little strip bar, like very tight, not a lot of room. This was open. This was like a square and there was like 
four bartenders on each side. You could get anything you want, whatever. But that was a really cool place. Uh, got me a seat there because I had another hour and I was like, you know what? It's beer 30, baby. And I got me a, a, I forget what, but I know it was an IPA. So I was happy that, you know, we have evolved where I can get these drinks at these. Now, this is where my mind was blown. So American Airlines flight, bing, bang, boom, get on. I'm on the mother sucking Starship Enterprise E. And I'm using E as the example because, like, as a truck nerd, if you're a truck nerd, you know there's uh, been many enterprises at this point. There's uh, Back in the day, there was an A, B, C, D, and E. And, like, D was hot. D was like the Lexus of the enterprises. I mean, it looked good. It had leather interior. It smelt like a new car. It was great. But, like, the Enterprise E... That that thing was new as all get out. Like it had a wall, and you would say on the viewer, and then this hologram that would go away that looked like the wall, and then you see the screen. That's how I felt on this plane. It was like three seats each row. Everybody had a leather seat. There was these red lights at the beginning. No, I'm sorry, purple, blue lights on the the top when you get on. And when they were like, okay, we're about to hit the runway, boom, changed to red. Like, I was like, what's happening? And then when we were landing, a third color came into play. It was, I mean, a dim white. It wasn't like, it was red, white, and blue. That's what you got out of the colors. It was fancy as all get out. But like, one of my favorite things, I could charge my phone. The, the you know, where you have the a little lap thing that comes down right next to it. There was a port. A USB port, and you can charge your phone. We're in the future. And I know what you're saying to yourself. This guy doesn't fly often because he's freaking out about a USB port. And honey, I am because I was certainly excited flying. I felt like Jean-Luc Picard in a nice robe, nothing else, just sitting there commanding a ship. It was the best. And it had the best snacks too. You know, they come down the aisle, they give you a nice cup and stuff like that. I mean, this was, this was primo uh, American airline flight. And I left that flight saying, this is the only one I want to do. I don't want to do the old Enterprise B I want this, okay? I don't want the Excelsior class enterprise. I want this, okay? It's galaxy and up for me, babies. That's a, that's how you know you're listening to this show. Uh, but it was, it was just fun to travel by myself because I did feel different. Like, you know, you know, WWE superstars, like they have to travel through playing actors and such like that. Like, I just felt a little more important like knowing that I was going down there and like doing work for the podcast and stuff it just felt very business trippy even though I was going on a family trip it did feel a little businessy and that was nice uh while we were there you know we set it on the show last week lots of food lots of drink it was non-stop that way I didn't get to go in the pool which I think was the biggest bummer because for some reason I brought bad weather everywhere like when I was leaving Virginia it was rainy I get there and mere hours later it's rainy and then not only that like Brooke was there in 87 degree going into the pool and such having a good old time Me, on the other hand, I get there and it's 63 as the high. What are we doing, guys? And I was just, 
it was just frustrating not being able to get the full experience that I'm so used to in Florida. Like for me, I, I just don't see me going to Florida much in the winter time anymore because it is fun. It does feel nice. It's just, I, I go with certain thoughts in mind, like a pool, like heat and stuff like that. And like blown away at not being able to do that. And on top of that, okay, so here we go. Here we go. All right. While we were there, and, and I, I get it, Omicron was like knocking things out left and right. Um, so eventually Universal, I want to say near Christmas time, they implemented the mask mandate again. But the way that they carried the mask mandate this time was if you're inside a building or in a ride queue, you have to wear, and on a ride, you have to wear the mask. Fully understand. I fully understand. And I didn't really think about it until there, because there was a couple of times, like, I would get, like, well, got to put on my mask and stuff like that. Um, not that I was fighting it or anything. I completely understand rules and what you come up with. What I kind of have an issue with, though, is when that mask mandate doesn't really make sense. And it angers me to where I get like bubbling water mad. You know what I mean? Boiling mad. So again, I'm wearing my mask wherever inside. I completely get it. What, what you guys come up with now, a week after our trip, they dropped the mask mandate. Go figure. Knew that was coming, knew it was happening. I should have been ready for it, but it happened. Um, so we get into Hagrid, the queue for Hagrid. And this is actually one of the first rides that I do that's roller coastery at Universal Studios, Florida. So when we get into the queue, I'm walking up and the uh the lady goes, Hey, put up your mask before you get in the line. Put up put up Put up your mask. You sir, put up put up your mask, sir. Put up your mask. Okay. I put up my mask and I'm walking. And I'm walking and I'm doing and I'm really just taking it in because here's what my problem is. The majority of this queue for Hagrid is outside. I'm talking open air, open space, all that. And we go through this queue. And once we get to the building, I can like when you're going to get ready to go on the ride, I can completely understand putting up your mask because you're getting inside there. I don't understand why I have to put up my mask here in the outside for the five minute walk that I'm about to go on. Because now we're going to backtrack a second. No, I'm sorry. We're going to forward track, not backtrack. We're going to we're going to go to the future. That night is the Sugar Ray concert that we talked about last week. Woof. If you want to know my thoughts on Mark McGrath, woof. Go back to last week. So, I'm at this concert for Mark McGrath, and I am literally shoulder to shoulder to like a thousand people 
and not one of us is wearing a mask. So what I don't understand is why in a queue where I am spread out between people even more of why I got to wear a mask. Make your make your rules and regulations make sense. It's the only time during this entire pandemic that really made me roll my eyes in the back of my head, down my stomach, and crap them out and put them back into my sockets. Because I don't understand that, especially if next week we get rid of masks. Now, be safe. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. You want to wear it outside? Wear it outside. You want to wear it inside? Wear it inside. But if you're going to come up with rules and regulations, at least make them make sense in my mind. That's all I'm asking. Like Disney, Disney crazy. Disney, Disney, when this whole thing went down from the get-go, like they got they got beat down hard. So I could completely understand Disney's like, we're gonna have a mask mandate until 2029. We're not giving up the mask until this thing is completely out of all of our systems. But the fact that Universal just kept going back and forth between it, and I get it, I get it. The numbers were going up, so you were going to do something. I completely get it. I just need it to make sense. Why is it okay to wear a mask here? But when I'm jammed up on someone, thousands of people around me. Nah. Okay. I don't agree with that. Trip was fun. Overall, good times. The other things that happened to me this week. So I bought tickets to this concert in town a long time ago, six months ago, minimum, minimum. And the it was never like a bit. It was never like, oh my God, we bought these tickets. Let's... Burr, 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 burr. Brooke and myself legitimately wanted to go to this concert. Now... Leading up to said concert, it was kind of nervous, nerve-wracking, because this artist that we went to go see, he is a Gen Z artist. He is definitely someone for the young people. And if there's one thing I know, especially if you listen to my mask ranting a minute ago, I am not young. I am a older gentleman of 40 years, and... I don't know if we are designed to go see this show. And the artist that we went to go see was Young Gravy. Now, Young Gravy, he is a, a, a nice gentleman of the rap world, I would say. Um, trap rap. I don't know what they call any of this. I just know he has a song called Oops. And Brooke and myself love it. And we said we want to go see this song live. Now, during this time, we've listened to other stuff. And all listenable. All enjoyable. Good times. Uh, so we were very, okay. Let's see how this is going to turn out. Like, so much so. And I never do this. Like, I'm all about, like, going out and, 
you know, just wearing what I wear. Like I was consciously trying to make sure I wasn't going to wear something stupid. And I think I pulled it off. I, I picked a nice little number, uh, something simple, something, something nice. But like the fact that I was thinking that way kind of like woofed me a little bit. So we go, we get in line to get in the concert and it's exactly how I thought it would be. So many kids and by kids, I mean like 18 to 22 majority. And I'm like, Oh boy, Oh boy, we're going to be the oldest ones here. Now, while in this line, I did see a couple of, couple of people come by looked a little older and I was really hoping that they were getting in the line. They were not, they moved on. They went, they went to go have uh, some Barnes and Nobles fun, you know, read some books and stuff, but Neither here or there. So we're in line. We get our tickets. We have our, we got our Vax cards digitally, which was amazing. And we helped some of the whippersnappers in line too, to get those. So, because in Virginia, you have to, at the concerts, this venue, we have to show our vaccination card or um, that we've been like cleared for two days or whatever for COVID. Well, we have our Vax card, so we're good to go. We go in. Now, when we're in there, the, the, oh my God, the bottom's just packed to the brim with all these people. And I'm like, oh boy, we're going up because the way the Norva works, it's a tinier venue, but it has an upstairs balcony that like wraps around that you can watch. So we go upstairs, we find a nice spot. We have our beers in hand. We're chilling out. We're getting ready for the show. And on stage already is a DJ, like two DJs. The opener is a DJ, two DJs. Now, and this is me again. This is me as someone who doesn't come to this world often. And I don't want to act like what they do is superfluous or anything like that. But like you have hundreds of people watching you play a song and that wild, like, does that weird anybody else out? Like, I can completely understand if I'm going to a club and there's a DJ and stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. But I just got two guys up here just playing music and not really giving any kind of energy. And it was blowing my mind. I, I was just like, why are we looking at these guys? Why are we giving them our attention? So I'm talking to Brooke and stuff like that. They leave and then another DJ comes on. Now, here's the thing. This is exactly the guy we needed. This was the savior of the DJs. His name was DJ Tip. Okay. Two eyes or 10 eyes. I'm sorry. 10 eyes. Legitimately. You can find him on Instagram. DJ Tip. Now DJ Tip. He was a showman. He was giving away like all these hostess snacks and stuff like that. He was he was playing the hits for the people. Like and he wouldn't play the whole song and stuff. He would do like 45 seconds because he was like, I'm gonna be up here until Young Gravy comes out because I'm Young Gravy's DJ. Stuff like that. So he was getting the crowd energetic and stuff like that. So I understood that showmanship. The whatever the first guys were doing, oh my god, guys, we don't need to pay attention to them. Just walk around, talk amongst yourself, do your taxes. Do whatever you got to do. But th this guy deserves our attention. Then during the midst of this, Young Gravy comes out. Young Gravy starts to perform. And like, we're swaying our hips. We're having a good time. And I, I feel amongst the people. Now, Brooke 
on the other hand. Brooke, eventually, with the people to our right, because we were kind of back. We were kind of like away from, because there's a railing. We're about, we'll say, you know, a couple of feet back from the railing. By the middle of the show, we're on the railing. Because Brooke has seemed to incorporate herself with the girl group to our right, okay? My right, your left. She has made friends with these girls. So, so much the, the pack leader of them, Kiki, as, we, as she is named, that was her name, Kiki. Well, Kiki has befriended my Brooke. And, like, they really are having that hit-it-off moment. I mean, they're talking, they're, they're, they're jamming out, they're taking pictures with each other, they exchange phone numbers. So, this, like, bromance, if you will, a chick romance, you know, a galantine uh, party, th- she's found someone. Now, Brooke made it clear when we were leaving... That, like, she wasn't planning to talk to Kiki again. And I was like, why would you do that to Kiki? And Brooke said, I wanted better spots for the show. Now, I respect your hustle. But if Kiki really needed you as a friend, what if you were going to be that friend? So much so, next day, I, I, I asked, hey, have you talked to Kiki? She said she she sent me the photo of us two. I didn't message back. You ghosted Kiki. Ghosted Kiki. But I was just so impressed with Brooke. Not only did she, like, because she was kind of worried too. She was like, we're the older people at this thing. She made friends with the youngins. So much so like 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 she's showing off the kid pictures and stuff like that. They were blown that she's like, you know, she has a fifteen year old and a three year old and like oh my god like she was like their milf goddess, and she came from the heavens to stand with them to watch Young Gravy, with Kiki. I was blown away. It was it was a a wild fun night. It was Valentine's Day. It was a beautiful time. We had a blast. I do not regret seeing Young Gravy. I enjoy the fact that I now know who DJ Tip is. And in an alternate universe, Kiki is our friend. So this goes out to you, Kiki. You are missed. Kiki is my friend. See? That just that night. Just one night. Just one night. Her ghoster. So, thanks for Brooke for dropping by. I hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day and a great week. And we'll see you next week. Next week's big. Next week's a big episode. On tap, thrill me. Be ready. Announcement next week's episode. Make sure you tune into that. Can't wait to talk about the stuff coming down the line. Follow us on Instagram, Zach Speakeasy, Hunter's Pod on Instagram. 
I hope everybody has a great week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. And please remember to always drink responsibly.